Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm James. And this is the Decahedron RPG Podcast. Hi, James. Hi, Joseph. I have a weird question for you. Do you remember Adam Rich? Yes, from It Is Enough. Yeah, he was the, the youngest son, Nicholas. Nicholas Bradford on It Is Enough. And then after that, like in 82, 81, somewhere around there, there was a TV show called Code Red with Lauren Green from Battlestar Galactica, but this was like a ambulance fire department show. It only lasted one season, wasn't very good. But most importantly for us and for our audience, Adam Rich was the voice of Presto the Magician on the D&D cartoon. Do you remember the D&D cartoon? Oh, yes. I've watched it many, many years ago. I was kind of watching some old TV. I was doing kind of a, oh, where are they now? You know, I was like, what has Adam Rich done? And I found out that just two months ago, he passed away. And so we are dedicating this episode to Adam Rich, and we are going to talk about the D&D cartoon. It came out in 1983. I remember vaguely, I remember setting out to watch it. We would have been like 18 and 19, 20, somewhere around there. Somewhere. And I remember making a point to watch it. And I remember not being impressed. And then I remember seeing it years later and saying, hmm, maybe I was just being that snobbish, stuck-up kid. What are your memories? As a kid, I probably loved it, is what I'm going to say. Now being some 40 years later, it had its flaws, but all cartoons did from that era. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm I'm just the opposite. I I I remember hating it. I was like, what are they doing? And now I look back and I'm like, you know, it's not bad. You compare it to say Star Trek the animated series, it is worlds better. So let's do a best and worst. What's your best thing that you liked most about the show? Placefulness of it. It was definitely one of the terms, the after school special. Trying to teach people morals and friendship and teamwork. <laughs> so a lot of that, this is the 80s, and there was a lot of concern about violence on television and all of that during the 80s and, and shows directed on kids, at kids. And there was rules, laws in place that if you made them educational, you could get away with a little bit more. And so a lot of it has to do with that. So that's a product of its time. So my favorite thing is that it's actually fairly true to D&D, the D&D feel without being so bogged down by D&D that it's unwatchable by someone who's not familiar with it. It was a good little light fantasy that, you know, you can just turn off your brain and watch it for fun. Your least favorite thing, sir. It was not a complete party. I missed not having the cleric. I hated the way the magic user did his powers. Everything was out of the hat. There was no using spell-like abilities. It was all just pulling a rabbit out of the hat. Again, I'm going to give them an allowance for this, and I think you are kind of forgetting the time and place when this was set. This was the time called the Satanic Panic. So if you are going to make a cartoon on the tail end of the Satanic Panic, and you're going to have a cleric, what god is that cleric going to worship? Mm, there's no way that that is going to go down well. Furthermore, you're going to have a wizard casting spells. What, is he in allegiance with, with Satan himself? You know what I mean? There's no way that that would have flied. Fly, yeah, flied? 
flown wow. <laughs> on network television in 1983. So I'm going to give them a pass on that. My least favorite thing was the kiddiness of it. <laughs> but they were kids. That's my point exactly. And that even irritated me as a kid. I remember not about Dungeons and Dragons, but about other stuff. Like I remember the Flintstones was great, right? You you had Fred and Wilma and Barney and Betty and Dino, you know, it, and hijinks ensued and it was good and it was funny. Bam Bam and Pebbles, whatever. And then when we were kids, they came out with like the Bam Bam and Pebbles show or Pebbles and Bam Bam. I can't remember which order it was. The, <laughs> the Bedrock Kids. I'm like, why does everything have to be kids? This isn't making it better. And then uh, they have from Scooby-Doo, they did the Scooby-Doo kids. I mean, they were already teenagers to begin with. Why did we need, need to make them younger? And they did all this thing because there was this thing in the 70s and the 80s where they said kids can't relate to adults. Kids need kids to relate to. And so let's put make everything kids. And... I mean, that goes all the way into the late 80s when we're putting Wesley Crusher on the Enterprise. (laughs) I I hate it and I dislike it in this show. Um, The other thing I don't like about the show is it's a little bit too much like Land of the Lost for me. I didn't even think of that, but yes, it does have that feel. The other thing, it was a little too kid-focused and I didn't think it needed to be. Kids don't need to watch stuff that is just kid-focused. They can absorb more adult material. They wrote these little half-hour episodes, and everything feels very rushed. And, you know, you go from A to B to C, and there's no enjoying the journey along the way. And that's that's sad, in my opinion. I would like to point out that this was made in 1983. The first Transformers cartoon was made in 1984. And I think that's much better. Transformers didn't have any kids in it, right? And Transformers story seems more complete. And I guess storytelling was evolving. Well, I am going to bring up one question to you. Do you remember the Ties of Blood and Silver books? Would you prefer the animated series be more like that? I have no idea what you're talking about. This recording went long, so I'm going to stop it here. As fate would have it, we only have one piece of feedback for Friday. So instead of doing a feedback Friday this week, we will play the remaining 14 minutes of this episode. In that half, we go through our thoughts on each of the main characters of the show. And of course, that leads to some side discussions here and there. Anyway, thanks for listening. Please send us some feedback and catch the rest of this episode on Friday. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Decahedron RPG Cast. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message by calling 562-774-2278. That's 562-RPG-CAST. Or by visiting sayhi.chat slash decahedron. You can also email us at feedback at decahedron.com. Links are in the show notes. For more information, visit decahedron.com. Remember that Decahedron is spelled with a K. Music is by Kevin McLeod. Logo is by Design Cat. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep those dice rolling. <laughs>